0: Good morning, good morning, here we are again with another morning, (laughs) another day, this is Eshen Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Here we are again, raining today, beautiful though, beautiful, because I can hear the rain on my window all during Zazen, and I love, love, love the sound of the rain on the window. One moment we love, one moment we don't love. But somehow the moments we love, the sound of the rain makes, enters the zazen so deeply. You know, when we love something, we let it in. We don't resist it, we don't pull back, we don't pull away. We become one with it. Uh, A condition that's soothing, that's refreshing. That's uplifting. We call that uplifting, soothing, refreshing, and indeed it is so. Very gray, gray sky, sound of the rain, beautiful condition for this morning's Zazen. So again, we become one with it very easily. This is a very important point in our Zen practice, actually, and in our life, of course, which are exactly the same thing, no difference. Uh, sometimes we think our practice and our life, two different things. Now I'm going to do my practice, and then I'll get up and live my life. And I hope it carries over. <laughs> I've heard that many times, and I've felt that many times as well. However, however, as we continue, and of course, that's all this practice is. It's about continue, 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 moment by Moment, breath, by breath, continue. Now, sometimes it's very hard to continue because we have so many conscious and unconscious expectations that are not met. They're dashed. We go through shock, illusion, disillusion, horror. Oh, my goodness. This isn't, what what, what have I I been really doing here? This is not working. This is not valuable. All of that kind of thing, excuse me, because we, conditions arrive that are not like the sound of the rain on the window, just the opposite. Maybe they're the lightning shaking your home to its core. Maybe it's a sickness. Maybe it's deceit. Many, 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 many conditions do arise in our life itself. They have to. That's part of the game. They arise, and of course we then blame it on something, someone, and it's very easy to blame it on our Zazen practice because Zazen practice is so simple and so pure. By pure, I mean empty, just what it is. Very easy to blame the zendo, the people in the zendo, the way the zendo's being run. Oh, I don't like what they're doing here. And and retreat, remove ourselves, withdraw, reject. Very easy. Not just in the zendo, but in life itself. You know, the zendo is actually a microcosm of life. It's really like life under a microscope because we're not moving. (laughs) We're sitting still for long periods, and we're becoming very aware, aware, aware of what's going on. It's like, whoa. Now, usually, we we just are in it, and we're not aware. Even if we sit on the cushion for years, it can take years to become aware of something in particular, something else it's easy to become aware of. So, this is a very fascinating process, and When things, as I said, arise in our lives, in our relationships, in our conditions that are pleasing, like the rain is this morning, so beautiful, unexpected beauty. Well, then we embrace it and we go, ah, how lovely. Thank you. Thank you for such a beautiful sitting and thank you, rain, for accompanying me. Now, it's not that the rain accompanied me. It's that I allowed it in. I took it in, I liked it, <laughs> and that's a paradigm for our entire life. If we like something, if it pleases us, if then we become one with it, we take it in, and that's and experience the great beauty and joy of whatever it is that's presenting itself. See, it's not the rain on the window pane that's so intrinsically beautiful. Although to me it is, but it's not that that's so intrinsically beautiful. What's so beautiful, what creates the experience of such nourishment and beauty from it is the fact that I've allowed it in. I haven't fought it off. I've become one with it. No separation between me and the rain for a little while. And that itself is what is so nourishing and healing and wonderful. And believe it or not, that is actually the practice. Not just no separation between me and the rain, but also when something comes, a condition that we might not like, that our first impulse would be to push away, reject, close down, hide from, cringe. See, when we do all of that, then we experience a lot of pain in our body, in our mind, in our heart. We we experience restlessness, anguish, and we attribute it to the condition. But it's not the condition that is causing that. It's our reaction to it. Very, very simple lesson, and it takes forever to deeply, deeply get it and learn it and live it. To stop, even under an unfavorable condition, <clears throat> can you become one with an un—what looks to you like an unfavorable situation? Like perhaps, rather than the rain on the windowsill, the windowpane downstairs, there's a the sound of police cars screaming down the block or an ambulance—harsh noise, a siren while I'm sitting here. Well, can I become one with that too? Interesting. They say when your samadhi is deep enough, meaning when the concentration and the practice is deep enough, you, the siren will probably sound very far away, and even if it's under your window pane, or whatever it is, you are intrinsically one with whatever sound comes. You're not judging it good or bad, You're not rejecting life as it arises. You are one with it. You're not commenting on it either. You're not analyzing it either. You're, You're taking it, experiencing it, as if you were drinking the most delicious cup of green tea or any tea. And that is the heart of what this practice actually is. You know, I've heard many, many talks, and many of them are extremely wonderful, uplifting, helpful. And some of them are, and they can still be very uplifting and helpful, very intellectual about this and that, and all the theories, the theories, and the categories of practice, and what's going to happen then, and if you do this, this will happen, and on and on like that. And that is interesting. I called it to someone. I said, this is mind candy. <laughs> it's interesting, and it can be very illuminating, and, it, and it's useful if, and I mean if, it drives us to the cushion, if it causes us to practice. Just to think about it or to somehow understand it intellectually won't do the job because ultimately our life is not intellectual only. There is that aspect of it. But the rain comes. You know, right now, by, as I'm talking, it stopped raining. It's, I, the sound has stopped. How interesting. Had a little window of time there. And now there are other sounds. How beautiful demonstration. Because ultimately, all different moments are going to come, come and go, come and go, come and go. And that is the litany of life. It's a litany. I like to think of it that way. (laughs) The litany. We're going to be doing seshin this week. This week coming up is a very, very important week to me. It's The week is called Rohatsu Seshin, and let me tell you what that is. That's a retreat that's going on pretty much all over the world, and centers and monasteries, everybody stops during that week, and they sit. Usually, it's in some in some practices, some monasteries, some centers that the rough, the toughest week of the year, meaning very strong sitting, many, many, many hours every day. Can get up at four in the morning, go till ten at night each night, later and later. There's that kind of roha Seshin. Sometimes everybody sits for a day, or a dip, there are different ways it's honored and and sat with, depending on all kinds of conditions as they allow it and Rohasu session is to commemorate the enlightenment of the Buddha, which happened on December eighth, early in the morning, according to this formulation. of course it's happening every moment, every second. Every hour, and I saw that. Oh, it's it's there for us, for all of us, every moment. But this is the day we are commemorating with, and it's a whole week long of preparation and sitting, 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 sitting. So take a pause from the week, for this week, from from our, I would call it helter-skelter lives, busy lives, running-around lives, and... A lot of sitting goes on. Our little Zendo here, we're sitting not all day long and night, but maybe five or six hours a day, every day, given the conditions for all the different people who, who will be joining us on Zoom. However, a bigger point is, a very big point is that this week, it's a very unusual week, and I wanted to share it. And some there's a lot of chanting. There's a lot of reading from scriptures. Everybody includes different things in the seshines. And it's I, the word litany, it's a litany. <laughs> the bells ring, the gongs ring. Food is prepared, and so on. And a time like that is very focused, very beautiful, very healing. We gather our scattered energies together back again. It's a wonderful week, no question, no question. No question. And then we go to the next point, to live our lives that way. Not necessarily on the cushion, of course, all day long or for hours and hours if we cannot, but to to enter life so that life becomes like that moment by moment, not helter-skelter, not scattered, not we're not resisting it, we're not hating it, we're not fighting it, we're surrendered to it. In a way, We sur- when you sit that much in a day or a week or a, an hour, we are surrendering, we're becoming one with whatever comes up in that week. When, when people go to a place to do it, of course, in this age of COVID, mo- many, many sessions will be on Zoom, <clears throat> but when you go to the zendo or to a monastery, you you really most of the places not all you cannot leave from the time you come in till the till the week is over, because we're all doing this supporting one another. It's a cohesive effort, and and you're being supported too in not running away during the difficult moments. And what are the difficult moments? The moments when we are rejecting what's happening, when we're tightening against it when we're fighting it, whether it's a memory happening, whether it's pain in the body, whatever it is that's happening, whether it's the sound of a, an ambulance rather than the raindrops. So let me return to the point, to the main point, which is our practice, which can look very elaborate and very difficult at times, very powerful, very unusual. It's not. It's not. It's so simple. It's the practice of being still and becoming one with everything that is being given to us and tasting it, not thinking about it, not analyzing it, not dwelling upon it in our mind. If you start to dwell on it or analyze it or get into your head about it during a long session, you will get into pain. It's very interesting. That is Because in a way, that's pushing it away, distancing yourself from the direct experience of the moment. But the more you can enter that moment and experience it fully and directly, as if it's a moment you just love, as if it's a moment like the sound of the raindrops on the windowpane, which I love. I'm very willing, (laughs) I'm very happy and eager and thankful to experience that fully. Well, as we practice, it's to build up our muscles to experience every moment like that. Really become one with it, not think about it. How long will it last? All of that, let that all go. Just becoming one with ourselves, with our experience, with our lives, which is another way of saying becoming whole. W-H-O-L-E, becoming one, at one mint, atonement, at one mint, becoming connected. You know, we, there's so much feeling of separation and loneliness and disconnection during this COVID. And yet on the cushion, as we experience fully whatever comes we become so connected with that one experience and in becoming so connected and at one with it, the experience of that oneness generalizes and we feel at one with all of life, which we basically are. We dip into the truth of our essential oneness and connection. And so the feelings we have of disconnection are not so acute. They're not so painful, and at times they disappear completely. Even washing a cup or a pot, you can feel so at one that you realize you're at one with everyone, whether you can see them this moment or not. When we sit down to do Sashin and I've done so many of them over the years, That all the people I've sat with are with me immediately. They're with me. I don't feel any disconnection from them at all, whether they're still in the body or not, because there's been such a profound oneness between us and connection that that never, never goes away. Uh, It's about time to stop for today. I thank you again for listening. If you need to communicate with me, my, my email is... Top speaker at yahoo.com. And the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. There are many, many episodes, maybe too many, too much talking, but there they are. And um, enjoy. Enjoy each moment just as it is. Bye bye.